Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. They'll include Woj on this, the day of the NBA trade, uh, the NBA draft. But with all the trades in the air, we'll have Woj in just a few minutes here. Our NBA insider extraordinaire, Keyshawn Johnson, before him. He'll join me live in just a second. I also have to clean up a few thoughts that we had on Jim Harbaugh that we didn't really have time for in our first hour because there's a lot more there than meets the eye. I have a business idea that I think is going to be worth a trillion dollars and it involves a name from sports that you know well. And we have some time at the end of this hour for phone calls as well. So we'll do all of that in this hour here on ESPN Radio and streaming with you on ESPN+. Plus. But right now, here he is. Longtime NFL superstar and the star of KJZ in the mornings here coast to coast on ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn Johnson with me. Hello, Keyshawn. What's happening, Greeny? Well, here's the thing. I'm getting a little envious of you, and I'll tell you why. Because you are from L.A., and you love all things Los Angeles. And your Lakers won the championship this year, and the Dodgers won the championship this year. And now I am looking at the Rams and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to pay some more attention. At, at the beginning of the season, I didn't take them particularly seriously. This is sort of a long-winded way of asking you, do you believe the Rams have sort of an outside shot at putting together what would be a trifecta unlike anything we've ever seen before? Because I think that defense is legit. I think the coach has a chance to turn that offense into just enough to make a run in the playoffs as he did a couple of years ago. I kind of like the Rams as a sneaky outside pick in the NFC. How good are they? I think they are. Um, you know, I had them picked pretty high in the beginning of the year. Um, after I saw them play, you know, going into the season, I figured they went six, seven games. But then as I watched them play, I said, you know what, man? I think I made a mistake. I think the Rams are going to be pretty good, especially down the stretch, because you got players on that team that's been there, done it. They're a little older now. Jared Goff settled in at quarterback. As long as he doesn't have a Miami Dolphin-type game, a Buffalo Bill first-half game, I think you're on to something. Sean McVay is smart enough and talented enough to put people in the positions to make the plays. Like you said, the defense is the defense. They got a defense alignment that's the best that there ever was. They got a shutdown corner that can rival some of the best that there ever was. So when you start looking at it, you start to say to yourself, oh. Yeah. Uh, did, did I just lose Keyshawn uh, there, guys, or was that is it just me? I he started saying boom, and I thought it was for dramatic effect. It was so it was so dramatically said. Key, are you still there? I think we have lost Key. So, Bubba, when you say, I think he's still there, what do you mean? He stopped talking. Well, he, his phone is still connected. Normally, but I'm not, you know, well, the point I'm making is dropped. But. E- either you hear him and I don't, or no one hears him. His being there on the line, but, not, but our, our inability to hear him is really not... Not particularly productive for a radio show. Let's see if we can get him back. Hashtag Bubba with a sort of a funny moment there. I, I Could you imagine the trifecta that would be based upon the, again, the timing of this would never otherwise be what it is. You don't usually crown an NBA champion in October. But in the space of, what was it, three weeks? You had the Lakers win the championship and the Dodgers win the championship. And I'm telling you right now, I think the Chiefs are the likeliest bet to win the Super Bowl this year. Let's just get that out on the table. Clearly, they're the likeliest team. But when you get past them, I like the Steelers in the AFC, and then I don't like anybody else in the AFC. I don't see anyone else getting to the Super Bowl, much less winning it from the AFC, Kansas City or Pittsburgh. In the NFC, there's a part of me that kind of likes the Rams as much as I like anybody because the teams are all flawed. 
I, 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 I picked Tampa before the season starts. I won't come off them, but there have been so many weeks where they've just looked so bad. I guess it just depends on which Tampa you're going to get. And as we work our way towards Thanksgiving next week, this is always the time of year when we really know what every team is made of. And we will see the Rams and the Bucks play Monday. Um, and that is a great game. And maybe we will start to learn a lot about that. And, and then, but you look at the rest of that the division and we'll see. They could very much be for real. We got Keyshawn back here and we will continue with him on the Shell Penzoil performance line. Key, let me go to the next topic here. And that is, there's no team that's gotten more attention on, on our show in the morning across the hall from yours this year than the Eagles because so much was expected and it has been such a, an, an unimaginable disaster. In your view, if, if, it, if they don't manage to win this ridiculously bad division, if you feel like you need to make changes, is it the coach or the quarterback where you would start? Neither one. Uh, neither one. The coach won the Super Bowl. He gets mm -hmm. an extra four years just on that alone, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what happens. You, get, you win the Super Bowl, you get an extra four years. Mm -hmm. I think you run it back, you try to get some players, you try to get an offensive line in the offseason and in the draft, and you run it back. That's all you can do. You can't all of a sudden decide to part ways with a coach or a quarterback that you gave $100-plus million to. It's probably fair, and you're right. But it does feel, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm reading into this, but the comments that Brett Favre made of two weeks ago in your studio there on First Take, um, which follows you guys across the hall from us, when he was, w w the comments he made, being a former teammate of Doug Peterson and being a friend of Doug Peterson, for him to come out and say, you know what, they really should have stayed with Nick Foles instead of Wentz, that, that felt some kind of way to me. And it, it led me to wonder if there isn't some issue there between the coach and the quarterback. You know, and I asked Sal Powell, who works with us, who close, mm -hmm. who, who uh, covers the Eagles very close, literally a day after he was on our show, and I asked him, similar to what you're saying to me, I said, well, a good friend says something, and you automatically think it came from the head coach. And Sal convinced me that Doug Peters would never, ever say that to Brett Favre. Brett Favre just said it basically on his own. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, maybe there's some that say, oh, well, maybe I should have stayed with Nick Foles. But we both know, you and I, we're smart enough to know that Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. Come on. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's healthy, it's not even close. It's not even close. And so, Nick Foles benefited off Carson Wentz, setting it up for them to go to the Super Bowl. He came in about four or five games there finished the deal as a closing reliever, got the credit, and everybody assumed that he should be replacing Carson Wentz, and that is not the case. Yes, all, I mean, the evidence of that is on full display if you watch the Bears play offense this year. I totally agree with you. He got ridiculously hot at the right time. He's, he's a streaky player who can put together a little stretch of playing really well, and he did that at the best possible time, and God bless him for it. He deserves to be a legend now forever in Philly. He won them the championship, and good for him. But yes, I totally agree. They made the right call. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Keyshawn with me here for another moment. Last one, because I'm going to have Woj in here in a minute. And, and as, as the huge Laker fan that we all know you to be, if James Harden winds up on a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, if those three guys all team up, do you suddenly worry about the Lakers' chance of repeating? I, I don't necessarily worry about it. It'll be interesting because, again, much like the Lakers, chemistry has to come together. We have to understand 
what the team looks like. They've got to get out of the East to, to even worry about the Lakers. I mean, that's that they can't afford to be a bust in that situation. If you land a guy like James Harden, and you got Kyrie Irving, and you got a healthy Kevin Durant, it's boom or bust, period. There's no, oh, we need another year to figure it out. No, no, you need to do just like the Miami Heat did. When they got the big three together, they went to the championship. Even though they lost, they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and those are three guys. Boy, let me tell you, when Harden has the ball, everybody's watching, and when Kyrie has the ball, everybody's watching, and it'll be fascinating to see if they are able to put together, if they do come together. All right, we'll hear you tomorrow morning. It's Keyshawn and Jay Will and Zubin uh, weekday mornings across the country here on ESPN Radio. Looking forward to that, as always. Key, thank you, my man. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. That's Keyshawn Johnson with me here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. He's on the Shell Penzoil performance line. We'll have Woj in here in just a second. I am really fascinated by this this possibility with Harden. I know there are a lot of people, Jalen said this to me on TV the other day, who are down on the idea of NBA stars the minute they feel they're not in a position to win a championship, rushing and teaming up with other guys. I know people don't like it. And... I've said many times that I think the league is a better place when the stars are distributed. But for some reason, there is a part of me that thinks that Harden going to the Nets would be a good thing. And I think the the main reason for that is I think we could use a powerhouse in the East. Like, I I think that the the league, it, it feels so top heavy right now. It feels so much like so much of the star powers out West that seeing a little bit of the migration of some of the bigger players to the East would be a good thing. Getting a team, if that team actually were to manage to come together with those three stars in Brooklyn playing in the Eastern time zone for those early starts on ESPN and TNT, I I think it would bring a little bit of juice to those Eastern games that uh, people would be rooting like crazy for them and others would be rooting like crazy against them. There's a part of me that, contrary to my usual position on this stuff, kind of wants to see it happen. So what are the chances that it does? Well, let's ask the one guy who knows better than anyone, and that is Woj, who joins me here on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. Woj, um, as you jump in here, I'm, I'm just sort of speculating aloud about the possibilities of what it would look like if Harden does wind up in Brooklyn with those guys. Where are we now as far as that possibility? Uh, really no further along, Greeny, than they were when Harden first told Houston that that's what he wanted. There has been contact between the Rockets and Nets, but that that hasn't been the case, I'm told, at least the last couple of days. And the contact that they did have was pretty preliminary and, and not of great substance. The Rockets are not showing any inclination to a want to move quickly on a trade for John, uh, uh, excuse me, um, uh, James Harden, excuse me, or yeah. necessarily push for one with Brooklyn. And, and then there's Russell Westbrook too, right? I mean, you've got you got they've got two things working at the same time. They can bring those two guys back and and run back a similar team to one that you know, different times last year looked like they might have been in position to make a really interesting move and, and or they could trade them both away before the season starts, right? Like, it's it's literally, it could yeah, go either way. Remember, both have, yeah, both have multiple years left on their contracts. So there, there's not a rush to have to just go do something right away. They, they could. I think especially in the case of Harden, you want to build, if you're going to trade James Harden, You've got to get a monstrous return. You've got to maximize whatever that return is. And usually that happens over time. 
of building the market. Some team starts the season not as playing as well as they thought and feels like they've got to do something. There's all these circumstances that take over once the team starts playing games. Uh, but with players of that caliber, um, you know, even like, like, Russ, like Russell Westbrook, who has a Supermax contract, it's, it's easier to trade the Supermax guys for the Supermax guys. It's harder to piece together all the contracts and all the things it takes when, when, when the numbers are that high. So typically it takes a while, but we've also seen in plenty of cases where things can come together quickly on a draft night, but I don't sense that's the case today. But, but I've also done this long enough to know it can change in a moment. Woj is with me here on ESPN Radio. You mentioned the draft. As you say, that is tonight. What what are a thing or two that you think fans should be watching closely as we work our way towards 7.30 Eastern tonight? Well, what happens at the very top of the draft? In Minnesota, uh, their president, Gerson Rosas, has been very determined to keep everybody guessing as to who they're going to pick number one. They want to be able to maximize all the trade opportunities. And so... You know, if people know who you want at one, you're probably then another team. You're just calling number two. Unless unless you want the guy at one, you're probably calling Golden State at two, or maybe you're calling Charlotte at three. He wants all the calls to go to number one uh, and, and maximize whatever is out there and then make a decision on the, on the clock about whether, you know, they're going to keep it and draft the player. I think there's a lot of – around the league, I think many believe that Anthony Edwards – might be that player, but they don't know for sure. And uh, Minnesota's done a, a good job of, of uh, keeping that shrouded, and they want to do that right up until the clock. But I do think one, two, and three, in whatever order it is, there is a pretty strong belief that it's going to be the three players we've been talking about the whole time, Edwards, uh, Ball, and James Weissman. It's just a matter of what is the order uh, that they come in. And then one more thing, Woj, I saw as I was getting ready to come down here uh, to do the show that there had been a trade. The Knicks made a move up in the draft, packaging a couple of picks. And I I, I just am hearing some people speculate that maybe they're trying to work their way up even closer to the top. What what have I missed Mm -hmm. there? No, that's exactly that. They traded uh, up to number 23 with the Jazz, we reported this morning, and, and and gave the Jazz a couple picks to move back with. And so now the Knicks are at eight, and they're at 23. And so if they, on the board, all of a sudden, you know, if they want to go to Cleveland at five, if they want to go to, if they want to, go to Atlanta at six, and, and there's a player that they want but don't think is going to get to eight, they've got a little more, instead of offering eight and 27, now you're offering eight and 23, and maybe you throw in something else. So, so it gives them some, uh, a little more juice if they want to get up the board, or maybe they stay at 23 and, and pick a second player there. Oh, there's new leadership there, so no, no, we're no way to know yet exactly how they will ultimately operate, but obviously no one will know before you will know. Woj, we'll keep our eyes, as always, on your Twitter feed, and we'll check in with you again. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. You got it, Greeny. Good to be with you as always. That's Adrian Wojnarowski, the best in the business, with me here on ESPN Radio with Greeny. And a quick moment here to remind you that hiring, of course, can be challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and that place is ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Just uh, while I have a moment here, I'll mention again, and I did this right off the top of the show today, but I, 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 I guess I get sometimes a little bit nostalgic about things like this. But 
in any other year, or certainly in years past, the seven-footer, the kid who's 7'1", James Wiseman, who barely got to play this year in college basketball because the NCAA decided it was very important that he didn't. But he would have been an easy choice for the number one pick in this draft. There would have been no discussion about it. But right now, I had Mike Schmitz, the draft insider, on my TV show this morning telling me, you know, Greeny, centers have become kind of like running backs. You don't really need to get a great one. You don't need to use up a lot of capital on one because you can find a serviceable one almost anywhere. Just plug them in. It's not an important position. And that really, it smacked me in the face. I know I knew that. I knew all of us who watch the game know that. But I will admit that as one who has grown up watching this game now, I guess you could say I've been watching basketball 45 years and have always loved the sport and loved the game itself. But the idea that the era of the, we are now in a place where not only has the big man been de-emphasized, but the big man has basically become an afterthought, has basically become practically irrelevant. I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. And, and it makes me wonder if the world is cyclical, is that a pendulum that swings back eventually? Because basketball was always, the big man was the glamour position. I mean, going back as far as Mikan, and then obviously Russell and Chamberlain and Jabbar, and then through the 80s when you had Ewing and you had Elijah Wan and you had then David Robinson, and then of course Shaq. And that was, those were the biggest stars in the sport. The biggest stars were the big men. And most teams had good ones. I mean, in my childhood, I'm old enough to remember going back to the 70s. You could name the center on every team in the NBA. And even the ones who weren't the best, I mean, it, they didn't all have to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton. They were great centers everywhere you looked. Every team had a good center. Wes Unseld was a good center. And Bob Lanier was a good center. Everywhere you turned, every team had a center. And teams, now they'd play without them. And I just wonder if it's ever going to go back. Or if we really are in a place now where eh, you don't even worry about that. Well, we'll plug someone in who's seven feet tall to guard the rim and get some rebounds. But the whole game is being played out by the three-point line now anyway. So I, I just, it, it made me feel some kind of way when Schmidt said that to me today. And I wanted to share that thought again. I just wonder if you're about my age, if you feel the same way about that part of basketball now. I, I insist that we talk about this fantasy conundrum that I have here. I Greeny insists is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. And I actually have turned to DraftKings to get a quick gauge on my question. But in this fantasy league that I'm playing in, I'm head-to-head -head with Field Yates this week, and I picked up as a backup quarterback, Jameis Winston, because I just figured, what the heck? And then I was looking at it closely. Winston is playing the worst defense in the NFL. He's, he's starting for New Orleans this weekend with all those weapons and that coaching. He's been there long enough now to have picked up the system and practiced with these guys and whatever else, and he's obviously practicing all week long because Breeze got hurt in the game. So does he wind up putting up bigger numbers this week against the Falcons, who have the 32nd-ranked defense in the sport? Or does Aaron Rodgers wind up putting up bigger numbers against the number one-ranked pass defense in the sport in the Indianapolis Colts? It's a really interesting question. Obviously, no one is comparing Jameis Winston to Aaron Rodgers. No one who's ever seen a football game is making that comparison. But I went to look at it on DraftKings. Aaron Rodgers is $7,000 this week. And um, and Jameis is fifty nine hundred, so that that's one where it feels to me like Jameis is a great play there. So you can save eleven hundred dollars to put someplace else in your roster. I like that. I, I'm telling you right now, I think Jameis Winston will put up numbers this week that will be comparable to, if not better than, the numbers Rogers puts up. So I put a poll question up on my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. Let me know what you think. 
Would you go, would you start uh, this weekend, would you start Rodgers or Winston? Last I checked, 67% of the vote was on Aaron Rodgers. And I get it because you just look at the names and it seems obvious. But to me, it isn't as obvious as you think. All right, coming up next, a great player has just said just about the last thing I would want to hear my most important players say. Now on ESPN Plus. Do you know what I've lived through as a fan of this franchise? The daily video stream of Greeny with Mike Greenberg. The big personality has worked against him. It has bit him in the butt this year. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the Max Kellerman Show, Dan Lebitard, and Tanae Angola Jr. can now be seen exclusively on ESPN Plus. With ESPN Plus, you'll get access to each show, plus live sports, exclusive originals, and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's half past the hour. I'm Greeny. We're on ESPN Radio. We're streaming with you on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch anytime you want. Catch up on all the fun that we have here, and I thank you for hanging out with me. So... A player who has really taken the league by storm, obviously, over the last year and a half is Kyler Murray. And this past week, not that he needed a coming out party because he's been spectacular, but certainly that Hail Mary or Hail Murray, as they are now calling it, was, was the play of the year in the NFL. And it, it got a lot of people's attention. And so now we're all paying attention to what they're doing in Arizona, where there's a three-way tie right now out west. And they will play Seattle tomorrow night. And the winner of that game will take momentary first place in the division. We'll see what the Rams do Monday. But all of that aside, I just saw, while I was in a break on this show, I just saw a quote from him in which he said that he misses playing baseball. If, if I need to remind you of this, Kyler Murray was a guy who was destined to play baseball. He was a first-round draft pick of the Oakland A's and was going to play baseball. Played his last year of college football and was so good that he decided to go to the NFL instead and was the first pick in the draft. But this is a guy who was a significant prospect in the majors. And there was a quote that I saw in which he said, essentially, I miss playing baseball and I haven't ruled out doing both. And I can tell you right now that if that's my team, if I'm a crazy fan of the Arizona Cardinals, that's the last thing in the world I want to hear him say. I do not in any circumstance want to hear him say that. This is not Deion Sanders. This is not Bo Jackson. Yes, both those guys played both. And both of them succeeded at both. Bo Jackson succeeded enormously at both. Bo Jackson was an all-star in baseball and was, when he was at his best, the best running back in the National Football League. Deion Sanders was the best cover corner, some will tell you the best cover corner ever in the NFL, 
And he was a good, solid Major League Baseball player who won a World Series. But those guys weren't quarterbacks. And being quarterback is not a part-time job. And that is not to diminish the job of the cover corner, nor is it to diminish the job of the running back. But to me, it's not an option with a quarterback. Not an option. First of all, there's no way in the world he goes and plays in the majors and then what? He's going to play on a major league team and leave at the end of July? And you can't do both of those. So the only thing he could mean, and obviously he knows that, he's not going to play on a major league baseball team, play into, in a perfect world, October, and then show up to play for his NFL team after week six, not as a quarterback. That's what Bo used to do, Dion, and a little bit of time that Dion did it. So you can't do that as a quarterback. So what else might he mean? That he hasn't given up on the idea that maybe he'll play football for a few years and then go play baseball? I'm not sure which he means, but I don't like either one. Kyler Murray has it in the NFL. He has a chance to be great. He's Russell Wilson again. He's, he is Russell Wilson all over again. But I think, if anything, he's a more dynamic runner. And I think he is a better thrower than Russell was at his age. Now, Russell put up numbers as a rookie and beyond. Russell is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think it it is a shame that he has never been the MVP. And he absolutely still could be the MVP this year. He's had back-to-back bad games. But Russell Wilson is a great player. But I think Kyler Murray has a chance to be just as good, if not better. And he is as much fun to watch as any player at the position in the entire sport. So to me, I don't like hearing him talk about loving baseball and missing it and not giving up on going back to play. Just saying it doesn't mean he's actually going to do it. But to me, being a quarterback is a full-time job. And by that, I mean 365 days a year. And I hope that's what he does. Greeny with you. Okay, I have a a business idea that I think could be worth a trillion dollars. Do you remember the old ad campaign, The Most Interesting Man in the World? It was for Dos beer, right, Bubba? Dos And I yes. liked that campaign. We actually did some spoof ads on the old, in the old days on Mike and Mike. It was so well-known, and that dude was so well-known. He was so recognizable, the guy with the white hair and the white beard. And I loved that ad campaign, and they seem to have gotten rid of it. They should bring it back. And do you know who should be the most interesting man in the world? Mike Tomlin. I find Mike Tomlin endlessly fascinating. He's the greatest orator in sports today. No one talks like Mike Tomlin. This week, the Steelers are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is, you know, about as one-sided an NFL game as you could possibly have. And any coach in the position that Tomlin is in with a heavy favorite is going to talk about how we respect the opponent and is going to say we can't look past anybody. He's going to say all the obvious things you say. But none of them are going to say it quite like he does. Just listen to this. I'm not into the trap game discussion. I understand that that's things that you guys like to talk about. But this is the NFL. And more than anything, the guys know my attitude regarding that. We are not a Big Ten team playing a MAC opponent this week. Every time we step into a stadium, we're playing professionals, players and coaches. And we got a ridiculous level of respect for that. And so, you know, write your story, man. Follow your storylines about trap games and things of that nature. We understand what we're going into in Jacksonville that that's a group that's trying to kick our butt, a professional group, a capable group, and we're preparing with that understanding. I love that man. I, I don't know Mike Tomlin at all. I asked Ryan Clark about him on television this morning because I just find him so endlessly fascinating. He talks like that all the time. 
I've never heard anyone talk quite the way he talks. He's a fascinating talker. I could listen to him say anything. Go dig up old sound bites, Guys, I'll give you a second. Go find anything else Mike Tomlin has said. It sounds exactly like that. And I asked Ryan Clark, and Ryan Clark said, yeah, if you sit down in his office and you're having a sandwich and he's asking about your family, he's having that. Ex- he says it exactly like that. The standard is the standard, which is a fabulous quote. And I just find him endlessly interesting. So I think we should resurrect the old most interesting man in the world concept and have Mike Tomlin play the role. Go ahead. Just play another soundbite from him. We're not into statements. We'll let you guys make the statements. We're just going to line up and play against those that we're scheduled to play against. And they were next. And I'm glad we are able to get the job done. It's just the best, right? We're not into this. We're not into that. The statement, the, 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 the standard is the standard. I just love him. I, A, he's low-key the best coach in football. Bill Belichick, obviously, the body of work, he deserves the credit. But the last couple of years, no one has been a better coach than Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. He was 8-3 and three last year in games in which his offense managed 11 points after he lost his quarterback. I, I think he is low-key the best coach in the whole sport. And I'd love to see him win another one this year. And I think he's got a great chance. I think Kansas City has the best chance, but I think that the Steelers have the next best chance. In fact, that brings me to one of two little gambling notes that I, thought I saw today. If you could get a bet right now, the Chiefs or the field, which side would you go? Our analytics department, our stats, our football power index gives Kansas City a 50% chance of making the Super Bowl. You could get, you could get, you could get equal odds, one-to-one on the Chiefs or on the field in the AFC. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, the Raiders, the Bills, whoever else you like, Colts, Titans, the whole bunch. If you were putting down an amount of money that mattered to you, would you take the, the Chiefs or the field? It's an interesting question because I love the Steelers, but I'm not an idiot. I watch Patrick Mahomes play. I think the Steelers might be the best team, but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. No way. Not now and not for a very long time. So that was one that I saw that was interesting. The other one I saw that was interesting was the line opened on the line Saints-Falcons was seven and seven and a half. And then when Breeze got hurt, it went to four and a half. So I found that interesting. What is the value of the quarterback in that spot? Breeze, it seems the number moved three points based on his injury. Bubba, give me one more Mike Tomlin. You know, we got respect for him, but we don't fear him. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're not surprised by anything that transpires. He sounds exactly the same. There's no, he always just talks like that. And I just love it. I, I, want, I want to talk to him. I Please try and get him on this show. Josh Drew, who books guests for us, anybody within the sound of my voice, if you could, I would love, I just want to ask Mike Tomlin a series of unrelated questions and just hear if he always talks like that, because there is no one I find more fascinating than I find him. Okay, well, coming up next, it is your turn. We have not taken any calls in a while, and I have missed it, so let's throw open the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. The theme of the day today will be, what do you want to know? It is your turn to ask me your questions about sports. Whatever you want to know, I'll do my best to answer. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's coming up next. Greeny with you here. And we are presented, as always, by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Your calls are next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny with you, and as I close out the poll here on my Twitter page, should I start Aaron Rodgers or Jameis Winston this weekend? Rodgers playing against the best defense in the sport and Jameis against the worst. 67% said Rodgers, which I expected because logic tells you that. But actually, Nuno sent the note to Field Yates and said, do you want to cash in on this? Not only is Field our foremost fantasy guy, but he's the guy I'm playing head-to-head in our league this week. And he sent back in all caps, play Jameis. So you know what? That's what I'm doing. I'm playing Jameis Winston this weekend, not Aaron Rodgers. I want everyone, when you're watching the games this weekend, to think of that. And I'm telling you right now, Jameis is going to have more fantasy points this weekend than Aaron Rodgers is. So that's what I think. The other thing I wanted to mention briefly is that Michael B. Jordan was named the sexiest man alive by People Magazine, which aggravates me on two fronts. One of them is I got screwed out of that again. I still anticipate winning that someday. I'd really like to. Just feels like of all the honors you could get, that would be a great one. The second is that Michael B. Jordan once humiliated me in a celebrity basketball game, and I still haven't forgiven him. Running on a fast break, I tried to play defense. He basically threw me into a stanchion. It was just he didn't do it on purpose. It was his momentum. He's much more athletic than I am, and he's actually a very nice guy, and he's a handsome fellow, so I don't begrudge him the award. But it still bothers me because one of these days I'd like to win it. Anyway, congratulations to Michael B. Jordan, although I don't really mean that. All right, let's go to the phones here and finish it up with your calls. What's on your mind is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Your chance to ask a question, and let's see if I can't come up with a half-decent answer. We'll start with Chris. Chris, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What do you want to know? Hey, my uh, Greeny, I got to say, this comes from Tony Kornheiser. He said it last night on PTI. If you were an owner of a team in another sport, would you hire Theo Epstein to run your team? In another sport, that's a great meaning. Obviously, if I were running a baseball team, I would. 
The question is if I were running a football team or a basketball team or something like that. I think I wouldn't, but I understand where the question is rooted. Theo Epstein is A, a genius. B, so much of what he does, I think, is based in mathematics that that would apply if you just sort of... But I still believe there have to be nuances. Theo himself would tell you he couldn't do that. So I like the question, and that's what makes Tony Kornheiser so good and so smart, is that's a really interesting question, and I'm thrilled that you asked it, Chris, because it's just great. It's just a great thought to bring into a show like this. So the answer is no, I wouldn't, but I understand where the question comes from, and I like it. Well, my hair is a mess, but that's an aside. I'm never going to win Sexiest Man Alive if I don't do something about that. <laughs> uh, Richie, you are next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Richie, what do you want to know? Well, before I... I well, I ask you, let me tell you one thing. Look at Bobby Obreu's numbers versus Tony Gwynn. The guy got on base more times, hit 200 extra base hits, and had around the same number at bats with a better on base percentage. The guy deserves to be in the hall. But my question to you, and I, I hope you guys don't hang up so I can hear the answer because I'm on cell phones. Yeah. What is the worst part of being a sports journalist like yourself? Not the best. I don't want to love all these people. What's the worst part? They're like, oh, I hate this. That's a, it's a good question. Don't put him. Don't hang up on him so he can hear the answer. Um, you know, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, my very specific little element of the business, the hardest part for me, has always been waking up as early as I have. I mean, for for eighteen years, my alarm was set for three forty five in the morning, and and that was a, a a difficult time to get up. So I would say that was the sort of individually for me the hardest part. Maybe the hardest part about being in sports, huh. you know, I, don't, I, I want to answer your question. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a little time to think about it, and, and I will address it tomorrow because it's a really good question, and it deserves a more thoughtful answer than I can come up with here just in, in the minute that I have before we wrap up the show. So thank you for the call. I appreciate it, and I will, I will give you an answer. The first thought that jumped into my mind has always been my hours have always, like, that's hard. Getting up at 3.45 in the morning is not easy. Anthony, you're next on ESPN Radio. Anthony, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, I just want to give you a little bit of advice on your Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston debacle. Yes. I'm a lifelong Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Yes. I was there when he threw his first interception against Captain Mutterland against Carolina. Yeah. And I was there December 29th last year when he threw a pick six in overtime to Deion Jones. Raheem Morris has been assistant defensive backs coach for the past four years, and now he's the head coach in Atlanta. Do not expect a big game from Jameis Gold Aaron Rodgers. It's a really good, that's an excellent call. That's excellent analysis. I, it is very much appreciated. And there's nothing I like more than the way you described it as my Aaron Rodgers versus Jameis debacle. Very amusing. Do I have time for one more, Bubba, or no? Can I yes. take Clint? Go ahead. Clint, you're on ESPN Clint Radio. Is Super. Gone. Clint next. is gone. Well, whoever is next, Bubba, put him on the air. What do you want to know? Steve, this is Greeny. What do you want to know? Hey, Greeny, it's Steve. Arizona. Just a question. Uh, college football playoffs are coming out with a poll next week. Uh, any any insight on what uh, the weight of the number of games being played might be? There's going to be almost none. I think at this point, they're going to judge the teams based on who they are. I think Ohio State will be up there. That's the reason you're asking the question, I assume, or at least that's the most interesting piece of it, is where the Big Ten teams and the Pac-12 teams wind up. I'll be very surprised if they don't put, assuming Ohio State wins this weekend, if they don't put Ohio State up there high, despite the fact that they've only played a handful of games. I, I think they will put them up there with Notre Dame and Alabama and the other best teams in the country, but we will wait and see. And that will be one of the most interesting parts of this season. All right, enjoy the draft tonight. And I'll see you back in Better Than Ever to talk about it tomorrow, right here, Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny.